I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Everybody, if you live in the city of Colorado Springs, I'm thinking you likely have a ballot in your mailbox or at your home. Uh, Registered voters have until 7 p.m. on Tuesday, November 7th to turn them in. And this election is not run by us, the city of Colorado Springs, um, like the one in April, but instead our friends at El Paso County. But we have the same message and the message is please vote. Please vote. So Mayor Yemi is with me today. We're in his office to talk about voting and a few other topics on your mind. Uh, let's start with voting. And just, I know that it's something you're very passionate about. Absolutely. And, uh, and hello everyone. And, uh, voting is really important to me because it's, it's a key part of my American story. You believe I've only been able to vote for six years, six years ago, I became a citizen. Uh, um, does that feel strange to you? It does feel strange. I've, I've been in the country now for 27 years. So it took me about 21 years to be able to fully participate in um, uh, fully in our democracy. And it's one of the greatest opportunities given to us as citizens is the ability to have a voice in the decisions that affect our lives. And I know um, as a nation, we love federal and national politics and it's easy to engage in the big federal election, but um, I, it's important for me to remind our residents that what's on your ballot right now at your homes, on your car, or in your book stack bag, or mail stack or, them, yeah. it's um, the decision that really affect the future of your city. It's so true. The, the key things in there that I need you to um, participate in. And I mean, you're right. People get so excited about the presidential elections. We hear all of the ads and all of the noise and, um, you know, your local school board election is just as important in many ways. And so are these local issues. And, you know, you get the packet in the mail that gives you the pros and cons. Of course, it's easy to go online. There's lots of ways to, to research. You can even just Google the issue. Right. That's what I've done in the past. Just Mm -hmm. Google the issue and including 2A, which is one that is near and dear to me as uh, as mayor, as an elected official and to invest in our community's public safety priorities. I, I encourage you to do your research, you know, find out more information about it and, and vote wisely and vote, um, vote for your future, vote for the things that you care about. Yeah. And it's so easy to vote with our mail-in ballots now, you know, people, uh, I know a lot of people take it for granted, but also they just forget or, but it's, it's really simple. So you can fill it out in your home. You can drop it off at one of the convenient locations across the County. There's one in your neighborhood. Um, there's one right here at, in front of the city building. Right. Right. Yeah, so no South excuse, Nevada. no excuse. Just drop it off. Just drop it off. Uh, anytime. Most of them are open 24 seven. So it's really convenient. So mm-hmm. just want to say, um, vote, 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 say vote, all the time. vote, vote, vote. Yes. So let's talk about some other things going on that I know you want to update people on. Um, let's start first. Um, I hate to start with sad news, but let's start about right. our Colorado Springs firefighter whom we lost this past week. Can you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I received that. You, you never want to get that email or phone call. And I, I received it. Um, just this past week, um, one of our firefighters served um, for 20 plus years. Um, Bobby is his name, and he um, he died suddenly, um, unexpectedly. And um, I spoke with Cynthia, his wife, and also spoke with Larry. I actually left Larry, his dad, a message, who was also a firefighter. 
uh, for 30 years with the Colorado Springs Fire Department. And that's a huge loss. That's one of our teammates. Um, Bobby was more than just a colleague. He was called um, a good friend. And he was also a mentor to so many people. He was an asset to this community. Speaking to Cynthia, his wife, was such a humbling experience. It's one of the parts of my job that I take fairly seriously, um, engaging the loved ones of our deceased. And Cynthia and I had a great um, um, conversation and our hearts and, and prayers and our minds are with the family in this time of grief, his family, and also the wider um, Colorado Springs Fire Department family and uh, the city of Colorado Springs family as well. And you're right. They are a family that contributed so much to right. our local community right. in amazing ways. And I don't know if any of our listeners have been driving around, you may see some of this bunting up on some of the fire stations. And it's a way to show support and love for our firefighter um, whom we lost. Yeah, and and they've yeah. been um, they've been all over there at almost every fire station. I think he was serving at station 22 right. most recently, right. but they're at every fire station in honor of Bobby. So, so join us in remembering Bobby, Cynthia, Larry, and entire Colorado Springs Fire Department family as we grieve the loss of one of our own, one of our fine, um, our community's finest public servant. It's a reminder of how much they give. Right, how much they give. And it's also uh, a humbling reminder that life is short and we must make the most of this opportunity we've been given. Um, often, more than often, no one remembers what kind of car we drove or what kind of house we had, but people always remember what kind of life we lived. And that's just a humbling and powerful reminder. We thank Bobby for his service. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what's happening in your world right now. We've had right. a couple big things going on. Number one, some big economic development yeah, news. Yeah, we seem to get those about once a month, it seems. Is it just us? It's not, <laughs> I heard. I heard it's not just us. I heard we've had more economic development announcements yeah, in the last have. five months five six months yeah and in the last five years it's, it's really truly record-breaking announcements and so if so it feels we, like a lot it is so this um, this week we are celebrating um project star trek you know in the world of economic development it's all code names until it becomes public i know why do you guys do that oh because it's secret <laughs> it's secret it's secret okay because we don't want to jeopardize the 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 whole process so information is protected it's and you sign ndas it's no longer project star trek though it is frontier okay so yeah for, revealed yeah yes. for frontier technology inc is the official way uh, they also nicknamed themselves fti okay and so they added about 200 jobs um average wage is about 131,000 uh jen this is i believe this is the 10th announcement since the beginning of the year so, I mean, if you think about it, that's what averaging um, one a month, um, five to six of those announcements are actually local companies, local small businesses that have expanded. That's huge mm -hmm. because uh, a healthy por por economic portfolios, you want to balance your attracting new companies as well as helping your existing companies to grow. So as a city, we want to ensure that our small businesses are also growing. And many of these jobs are also higher paying jobs, which is important. I mean, in many ways, Mayor, you're doing the same for businesses that you're doing for residents, right? I mean, you're attracting new residents and then you need to make the residents here feel safe, yeah, feel happy, right. feel, you know, like their quality of life isn't 
always improving and good. Right. So it is a similar type of strategy. Yes. If you uh, will. We, we must care for our existing. It's called economic gardening. You know how you tender into yes. a garden and ensure that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we, we must ensure that we are caring for our existing businesses as well. So it's kind of this interesting balanced portfolio between celebrating new companies that are coming here because we, without, we're one of the hottest city in the, in the, in the world and also ensuring that we're caring for our own. Um, and as we celebrate those, um, Jen, I always think about what's, what's next. Here's what's next. And we, a lot of high paying jobs. Um, a lot of these, uh, announcements pay over a hundred thousand, some as much as 140,000. So it's really important that um, folks remember that this is another way to ensure that uh, people can afford to live here as we work to ensure their price to stabilize the um, price of homes. We must also pay people more. So the right. jobs are there. But one of the, one of the issues that um, potential issues we may run into is the not having the talent for these jobs. We have the talent in our city, but we have to prepare the talent for these jobs. So we yes. must close the gap between the jobs that are available and the talent we need to do these jobs. That's right. the good news. We got the jobs. Right. Let's ensure that we're preparing our K to 12 and college students for the jobs of tomorrow. Because we want these kids to stay here. We want them. Exactly. We don't want to lose them. Exactly. Right. Okay. That's wonderful. So speaking of um, money, let's talk about budget. We've talked about it the last couple of times. Yes. We're kind of in the middle of the budget season right now. We are. Um, actually, we. I would even say we're... More the, than halfway. Yeah, huh? more than halfway. Um, November is really when... Uh, Council does that vote. So right now on um, this past Monday, we had a public hearing to hear from residents this coming Monday. It's a city council markup session. And um, this is the, this is where city council goes in detail and looks at the budget and also potentially comes back to the mayor's office and say, Hey, um, we think that uh, the mayor needs to and the city needs to invest in certain areas. And we do this work back and forth of. Compromise. And then in November, it's the hearing of the budget. So we have two hearings during city council session and it's, um, how's the collaboration been so far? Or how has the process been from your viewpoint since it's your first one? Uh, I, I believe it's going well. Um, I think, um, that back and forth, it's part of the pr process. I, I should mention, I'm really proud of my team, you all. Um, we have done the work, many of our department heads, the experts, um, from our law enforcement officers to firefighters and, uh, and, uh, the lead, the leaders of all these entities have said, these are where we'd like to put our priorities, including let's invest in our people because that's hardest to replace. Our people are number one asset. There's a lot of institutional knowledge. Um, if you're in, if for the first responder side, we, we must be able to retain people. So we've invested more money, um, into, um, um, we've invested a 4%. Um, increase for our sworn employees and 2% um, for our civilians. So civilians. Um, it's not a, a ton, but we must do something because they are number one asset. So we're, we're listening. Um, I know uh, we have taken, we're doing a 3.4 reduction across the board. And it's important for me to name that this does, this will not impact our ability uh, to deliver the services, especially in the area of public safety. We're not cutting on our, on our, um, police. Sworn, um, police. Yeah. We're not okay. cutting. We are looking at other areas like that. Perhaps it's not, we need to put a pause on some of the work we need to do in our impound lot. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we need to let's um, put a pause on upgrading some of the vehicles, the police vehicles and apparatus. That's where we're taking some of our savings from. 
the things not, that are not as time critical. Exactly. Right. Okay. And so that's really important for 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 me to mention because there's some confusion in the community around does that three point four percent impact um, mm -hmm. our ability to um, to respond to calls? And no, we're still investing in that. In fact, that is number one. And just as a reminder for people who don't realize, we don't have a choice. We have to have a balanced budget. We have to have it's not right. like we can say, well, we're not the feds. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> not, and I, and, and, not to be critical, but right. you're right. Yes. And public safety is our ability to is also uh, I heard from the chief Vasquez. He said, hey, I can, we can't have a safe city if I don't have a city attorney office to help us with some of the issues. I can't have a safe city if I can't rely on our public works department and the fleet maintenance of our maintenance of our vehicles and ensuring we have roads to be able to drive on. I can't have great public safety if I can't depend on the park system and our park rangers. So when we think about public safety, it's uh, it truly is the whole picture, not just that one element of it. And not just that one budget, that exactly. one police budget. That's exactly. a really good point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about um, a couple events that okay. you've been going to. You've been busy, right? All going right. to a lot of events, but we have a lot of really exciting things going on. I know just last night you were at the um, Colorado Springs Sports Hall of Fame. Right. And did that take place at the museum, the no, Olympic that's a, actually, museum? That's or where? A place at the oh, World, World Arena. World, yes. World Arena. Okay. Sorry, I think we, Olympic. We, well, we needed a space to fit that many people. <laughs> right? We, we had legends. Because you honored a lot of, I was thinking Olympic because you honored a couple of Olympic yeah. Um, athletes, but not just, there not were just. a lot of local athletes. Local. Okay. It was, uh, I, it was for me, it was an education in my great community. Yes. Uh, Palmer high school had one of the best swim, um, ladies swim team in the country. Awesome. And, they were and that all was there. in 1980. I 1980. Think, right? Okay. And, uh, Colorado college, the 1995, 1996 ice hockey team were there to be inducted. So it was, um, it was a, it was a celebration of the of sports as it connects to um, Colorado Springs and our own rich athletic legacy. And uh, we honored Apollo Ono and um, Craig Thompson. I don't know if many people know. I don't Craig, think Craig they Thompson do. Craig Thompson is the commissioner for the Mountain West Conference, which the Air Force Academy is under in terms of our football team. And did you know that organization actually is in Colorado Springs? And I think that's to his credit, correct? It is yes. to his credit. That's awesome. I put him on the spot. And when I was giving my, my remarks, I said, Craig, I know you can't have favorite, but what about the Air Force, the Air Force Falcons <laughs> who are ranked number 19 and they better be your favorite, Craig. better be your favorite. And then uh, Bill Hancock was in the house and Bill is the executive director and commissioner of the whole college football um, playoff system. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. He was there to honor his colleague and they did a surprise announcement to Craig Thompson. They have now renamed the trophy, the Mountain West Conference trophy in honor now of Craig Thompson. It's going to be called the Craig Thompson. Oh Mountain my West goodness. Trophy. What a night for him. It was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful event. It's fun to see people, little known people like that get recognition. Right. That's exciting. Right. And then also I wanted you to mention <laughs> another event that you attended, which was the dedication of the Leon Young Pavilion. And I know that that's, um, that's been in the works for a while. Right. And that's in the Shooks Run area. Yeah, the Hillside um, neighborhood. A lot of kudos to the Hillside advisory team. I know there was some 
challenges with that project and they had grit and saw it through to completion. For they, people who don't know Leon Young, uh, there may be listeners who may not know. Right. Uh, Leon Young was um, a mayor of Colorado Springs appointed, correct? Because right, yeah, he was he was appointed by um, as interim. Yes. By mayor Bob Isaac when he stepped down. Correct. Yes. Okay. He okay. was vice mayor. Right. And he was our first black mayor. He was our first black mayor. But not elected. Yes, not okay. elected. You are our first elected. Yes. So it was it was a it was a celebration of it felt like um the passing of a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um the event truly humbled me. And we had a surprise appearance from his daughter, Denise. Oh wonderful. Who actually lives in California and still keeps the family house in the hillside neighborhood. So she still has the home. And so to be able to connect with Denise and learn more about her dad and his work in our community, you know, Leon Young and I were both business leaders, you know, um, Leon You do Young, have a lot in common. You do have a lot in common. And he was a very big neighborhood, strong advocate for neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that pavilion was in his honor. So go by if you can. It's got yeah. some wonderful facts and stories about Leon Young and, and that area. Right. Which is really cool. I've never met anyone who hasn't had wonderful things to say about him as a leader. And the people that, to your point, the number of legacy leaders that showed up at that event all have in, all touting their, their relationship with Leon Young. I met him here and we did this together and I worked for him in his business and blah, blah, blah. It was it was a piece of it was a piece of Colorado Springs history that it was that was important for me to hear, and I I know that my successes really and whatever successes we have as a whole city, we are standing on the shoulders of the giants of legacy um, generations of leaders who came before us. He must have been awesome, and it does it does really benefit you so much to take time to learn about those people, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. we can learn so much from what they did. Um, sometimes in some people's cases, maybe not Leon Young, but what they didn't do, um, right. you know, just, there's so much right. that we can learn from our history. Right. So, um, so that was a special, that was dedication. a special, that was a special one for, for me and our city. And then I do want to take time to brag about our own people a little bit because we've received <laughs> some city awards. I know you like bragging but, about our team. By all means, let's do it. <laughs> but, um, so team members, if you're listening, this is for you. This is for our city employees, but also for our community, because I think mm-hmm. it's important for them to know that our folks are doing the type of work that is award-winning work, right? Um, that is recognized across the country as exemplary. Um, chief Randy Royal, who is our Colorado Springs fire department chief was recognized this year as fire chief of the year, Fire chief of the year, which is so exciting. Randy, we see you. Yes. Yes. Chief, we see you. You know, Randy. Well, I do know Randy and I, and I call him, I call him like one of my mentors. That's wonderful. I've known him way before I was working at the city. So, so he's your mentor, even though you're his boss. Yeah. How did that work? <laughs> I guess he can't work. <laughs> you could still get along. So, uh, and then our planning department won two awards that include recognition for retool COS for people who don't know that's it's basically our new code. Our for new planning. zoning code. Yeah. We did a citywide rezoning. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was, was, I was heavily, uh, and I hope that that recognition is in part two, too, because we did a robust public engagement process 
Yes, yeah. we did. And a lot of um, people came out, a lot of residents told us what they thought, and that was incorporated into the plan. So right. thank you to everyone who participated in that. We got a Parks Department Award for Panorama Park. If you still haven't been to Pan Panorama, what are you doing? Why haven't you been right. there? It's awesome. It's awesome. I it love truly, that park. That park has helped put our city on a map in terms of a great model of what collaboration looks like in terms of public-private partnership. And I... And um, our dear friend who we lost recently, Stephanie Finley Fortune, was also recognized. Yes, for her yeah, contributions. For her contribution. And I think it was the Champion Award. And she was a champion for parks, wasn't yeah, she? I she mean, was. One of the things that came up in the recognition uh, was that Stephanie was very strategic as a leader. And you know where she had a number of her strategy sessions? City parks. Oh, like meetings? She'd meet meetings. with people there? Stephanie oh. and I, actually, Stephanie, Donna Nelson, and I, during 2020, met at a local city park to talk about how we can foster productive dialogue. You know, 2020 was a hard year. Yes. There was a lot of chaos. Yes. And we would have our meetings in at a, at a park um, to talk about how we can create this, and this in, initiative called Productive Dialogue. What a nice idea because you're just already happier in a park, right? So it was well deserved. Yeah. And then there's one more. And Let's I'm do sure, our next podcast in a park. And I'm sure, yeah, we should. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. I think we should. There's one more though, and I'm sure we're missing others, but I, I'm reminded that um, Jurasnika also got an award from the chamber and e, at the chamber and EDC gala. Oh, how nice for her artwork. For and, her artwork. and her artwork is displayed in Panorama Park. If and that's a connection. If you have not seen it, oh, please go. It's really wonderful. And she works in a, a, a parks department. Yeah. And, and you mentioned um, the engagement with our, our new zoning code and retool COS. Same thing with Panorama Park. It was a huge community-wide effort. Right. There were a lot of our youth told us what they wanted to see. And a lot of families um, in the Southeast said, this is what we need. This is what we want. This is what we've been you know, needing in this community. Right. And that's really what Panorama Park ended up being. So they got the award for the redesign of that park. Cause as many people, many people don't know, Panorama Park has been there right. for a long time. It just was one of those kind of rundown spaces right. that wasn't very utilized. Right. And they redesigned it in such a way that it feels brand new. Right. Um, but it's anyway, this is and remarkable. since we're talking about parks, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Steve Wood and, uh, and the community around Concrete Coyote. And that park, it's another model, perfect model of, of when a community get, comes together, what the magic that comes out of it. If you haven't been there, it's actually not too far from the Leon Young Pavilion. It's in okay. that same area. And I got to see a witness of firsthand of community at its finest. And uh, it used to be a dump site. It used to be a former um, site for um, homeless residents. And Steve did a great job at finding those residents help and they transformed this dump site into this great space for the community. This artwork and you name it. It's, it's beautiful. It's open for business and open to the community. And he saved us, the city, a lot of money. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> to him. Yes. We appreciate that. Anytime anyone wants to help us save money, we're all for that. And it's a beautiful time to be in our parks. The leaves are changing. The weather's beautiful, yes. even though it's going to get a little colder out there. But I mean, it's it's, it's going to get cold. And uh, maybe this is a note 
to end it on. Yes. I'm not looking forward to Halloween day because it's going to be cold. I know when you're a parent of young kids, yeah, you got to be outside, You do. but we're going to figure out how we're going to make it. You've got to get a little hot cocoa, hot cocoa, bundle up, you know, you got to have a warm drink and just, I don't know. Gotta do it. You got to put the coats on over the I costumes. Know. That's, that's, that's a drag. I know that is, that is part of the challenge. You know, I got I know. in my household, I got a, uh, a unicorn princess. Oh, I got okay. a um, Sonic. Okay, Hedgehog. Sonic. And I got a werewolf. All strong choices. So I, I was hoping that it would be warm enough so that they can display the costumes that parents spent money for. I know, but they'll get to do that maybe at school. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> and then at night, it's a puffy coat. Just give me some candy. Exactly. It's okay. If people brave it, I'm giving them candy. Right? I mean, Ooh, I'm coming to your house. It's going to be cold. Mayor, thank you for the updates. Thank you. Appreciate it's, it's it. always good to be with you. Okay. We'll be back with you all next time for um, a special episode about our veterans. So we hope you'll tune in for that. <laughs>